There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is on your Sammy? 651-641-1071. What do you put on your Sammy? Uh... We're asking you on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. 651-641-1071. What is on your sandwich? Why are we asking about sandwiches? I mean, not that I don't always love talking about food. Because but... I am gonna tell you something you will not believe. Do you know Gigi Hadid? Of course I do. The sister of one Bella Hadid exactly. and the daughter of one Yolanda Hadid. Precisely. This is a reality family. And Gigi almost dated Brad uh, Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. M- mostly Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah, I know. I get, I get my sexy men mixed up. It happens. Uh, Bella Hadid posted on TikTok um, her favorite sam- sandwich. And it got some viral attention because it has so many ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now this this kind of vaguely reminds me of other celebrity food chat wherein Kardashians will tell us about their favorite salad, which is just an amalgamation of ingredients. Yep. What are the ingredients on a Bella Hadid Sammy? Are you ready? Yeah. Bread, turkey, salami, provolone, lettuce, tomato, onion, olive oil, balsamic vinegar, salt, pepper, oregano, dried basil, chili flakes, mayonnaise, Dijon mustard, fresh lemon, red wine vinegar, and pepperoncini. That is, mm. in case you were not counting, that's a lot. Nineteen ingredients. How does it even work physically? It doesn't well, even look that big. Here's why well, it, it works. Kind of big. Because those 19 ingredients are a lot of condiments and spices. Yeah. Salt, pepper, oregano, basil, chili flake. Olive oil, balsamic. Did you say those two? No, I'm just saying like those, those spices, you know, those are spices, uh-huh. right? And then you've got like the condiments, which are the mayo, the Dijon, the olive oil, the balsamic. So like those things don't take up much room is my point. Right. The only thing that's really taken up a lot of room is maybe the lettuce, tomato, provolone, salami, turkey, bread. But that's just a turkey club with pepperoncinis. I also feel like you could mix some of that stuff up into like a special dressing. Yeah. Olivia Wilde style and just spread it on. This sounds very like I'm rooting around. You know, I'm just opening the fridge and I'm putting a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, it doesn't sound bad, though. Well, it does sound good. It sounds a little fancier than... Well, I don't know why you need two types of vinegar on a sandwich, but whatever. Agreed. Also, too, I just, like, I don't know. I got, like, a four... I got, like, a f- four-step plan to my Sammy's. It's just, like, the bread, the meat, the cheese, and the condiment. I'm done. Uh, should we go to the phone zone Let's and do see it. if anybody can rival the 19-ingredient sandwich? <laughs> uh, Kara's on the line. Hi, Kara. Kara, what's on your sandwich? How many ingredients? 
Hi. Um, I don't care if you put an old show be an old shoe between two pieces of cardboard as long as it has mayonnaise and yeah. not Miracle Whip. Hello. Oh, yeah. agreed. Totally agreed. Agreed. But yeah. typically, like in Sandwich Land, how many ingredients are you working with? Um, okay, bread, meat, and salt and pepper, and mustard, and Hellman's mayonnaise. There you go. Thank you, Kara. That sounds like a lovely sandwich arrangement. Let's go to Mary. Mary's on the line. A lovely sandwich arrangement was literally cardboard in a shoe. I mean, but mayo. mayo. Yeah. I was here for the mayo. Um, Mary's on the line. Hi, Mary. Hello. Mary, what's on your sandwich? Grape, jelly, and bacon. What? Pardon? Is that it? Grape, jelly, and bacon. That's all you eat on a sandwich? Yep. Wow. Well, how, like, did how did you discover you this? Salty. When did this come into your life? When I was probably 10. I am, I don't even quite, I don't know that I've ever tried such a thing. But How about peanut butter and bacon? That I could get behind. Yeah, that, that I've, I've, I feel like I've seen that. Maybe peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. I would be there for that because you get a little sweet, a little fatty, a little salty. But there's barbecue meatballs that have grape jelly oh, in them. That I is love a fact. Those. Yeah, you That's take some true. barbecue sauce, some grape jelly, stick in those little sausages or the meatballs. Yep. You got a meal ready but to bacon go. Bacon and grape jelly. It's got to be great. Okay. All right. Mary, thank She's you. Very confident that Mary. Yeah. No kidding. Thanks, okay. Hun. We've got is it, oh Icarus is on the line. Hi, Icarus. Don't get too close to the flame. What's on your Sammy? Oh, hi. Uh, so, my first of all, sandwiches are pretty much my favorite food on the planet because I feel like it's the one thing that connects all humans is everyone uh, loves a sandwich. Right? How could you not? Um, but my thing is more, I'll really eat any sandwich. I like a meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato. But a lot of times when I'm ordering sandwiches at places, I'll say, hey, can I have some extra onions? And I... I feel like they don't or hear me quite correctly because they'll, they'll sprinkle a couple more onions on it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're like, I basically want an onion sandwich with other stuff included in it. Like yes. onions are the main yeah. star of my sandwich. And then the other things are, are there. Okay. I have to tell you something, Icarus, because I feel very close to you right now. When I was <laughs> in high school, um, I had a friend uh, and we'd stop at Subway and I would just order, they used to have these things called deli rounds there, which was basically like what they made the kids' sandwiches on. Oh, yeah. And all I would have is a deli round with American cheese mayo and a ton of onions. Oh, I love onions. We're 10 talking, out of 10 would eat. Right? Good. Now, do 100%. we feel the same way about cooked onions or just raw? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, raw onions, cooked onions. Oftentimes, when I, uh, I'll eat a sandwich, I might have multiple types of onions, like crispy onions as well, like the little crispy, crunchy, oh. like, breaded onions. Like the ones the that you put, onions. put on the top of the yeah. uh, the hot dish, the green Yum. bean casserole. Yeah, yeah. Those on a sandwich with just, like, lettuce, tomato, mayo, and, like, turkey. Like, uh. I, I, I love it. Okay, I'm not All mad right. about that. Thank you Thanks, so much. Icarus. That was... Uh, I that's where I part from Icarus is I don't really want the cooked onions on a Sammy. You're not a cooked onion person. I am, but maybe just not on a sandwich. There's something about that that feels like a little too much moisture. I just oh, I like right. the crunch okay. of a raw onion. You're entitled to have it your way. As right the away. Kids say. Jeff is on the line. Jeff. Hi, Jeff. What's on your sandwich? Well, I have the opinion that if I go to the refrigerator and I 
choose a number of ingredients that it's called a Dagwood sandwich because you go with what you got. So I've been able to make a variety of different sandwiches, but any more than a few ingredients, too, I call it a Dagwood sandwich. Just throw it all Just together. the kitchen sink, essentially. Yes. All right. Don't chip a tooth. Uh, thank yeah. you, Let me tell Jeff. You. Bradley, what is on your sandwich? Oh, uh, my sandwich? I am really basic. I want good bread. I want either butter or, you know what's really good? Like, I'm not even going to lie. Have you ever had, like, you take French bread, you put on a lot of butter and ham. Mm. That's all you need. Sounds good. I know that sounds real complicated. And I live with somebody who makes the Bella Hadid sandwich look like child's play. Because he will literally put everything on it. And he takes like forever to concoct. He's a, he's truly the the epitome, the embodiment of a sandwich artist. Because he will craft all sorts of things on his sandwich that I would never think of. Yeah. And then I'm, I've tried his sandwich creations before and they're amazing. But I'm just very much like I'm slapping some stuff between two pieces of bread, maybe some butter or mayo, and a veggie if I have it, but I don't even really care. And call it a Sammy yeah. and call it a what day. What about you? Uh, Holly, what's on your sandwich? I want the baguette with mozzarella, mm. tomato, mm. Yeah. basil, yep. olive oil, oh. salt and pepper. Yum. Ah, Maybe for- prosciutto if I'm feeling zest. Oh, look oh my at you gosh, being that's all yeah. European. That's so fancy. I just, I've like, just eaten my ham. I'm real easy uh, when it comes to the sandwich, but for me, the most important ingredient is whatever is the moist maker. Like whatever the, the moist maker. You know, that's what, is that Mentos? No, that's what um, Ross called it on Friends. That's when he made his. Oh, was that the Turkey Day sandwich? The post Thanksgiving yeah. sandwich where he like soaked a slice of bread in gravy, and that's the moist maker. I think it's really important though, to to be thoughtful about having something that takes the dryness out of the sandwich. And that's why I like, you know, the condiment is the most important part. So as long as I mayo mayo or um, Dijon mustard is like my other, my second favorite. Okay. All right. Yummy. When we return, I know, but I don't have time for 19 ingredients. That was too much work. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, more thoughts on the crown after this on My Talk 1071. Well, everybody knows that one of my favorite shows is The Crown. Blue. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and Bradley, all lies, all lies. Well, I mean, I watched a season. Okay, you didn't watch it. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I won't. Um, but Bradley Trainer. Uh, there's new, uh, there's, uh, you got a story about the crown. Yeah. I want to revisit the crown again. So like a lot of listeners, I'm sure I am thick in the middle of season five of the crown. Holly, I, I believe you are as well. Mm-hmm. And you have enjoyed this. Colleen, I know I for the, the sake of discussion, you have not, but I, I think, you know, even if you haven't watched any of the crown, there's a conversation about the crown that I think a lot of people have heard about. And it's this notion that it depicts depicts the royal family, the British royal family and the monarchy. And that has generated some controversy outside of the show itself mm-hmm. because the monarchy, don't know if you know this, it's a real thing. And the show, not a real thing, because yeah. it's fiction. But it's about the family. And it does portray things that actually happen. So it's not like total fantasy these mm-hmm. are not created characters 
But their words are certainly created. And that has created a controversy around the show that is really just, to me, detracted from what the show truly is. And the reason I wanted to visit it again today is simply because I saw sort of the other half of the conversation appear in newsprint, uh, specifically the New York Times. You'll remember Judy Dench had some opinions about the crown not being real and thought there should be a disclaimer at the front. Right. That it's not, it's fictionalized. She yes. wanted that to be, and that was not done, right? I don't, I, I haven't noticed it, but maybe it's there. Honestly, it could be there. I don't know. I like, if it is, I don't pay attention to it. Cause you're I just flip, like in when it. I click the next episode and you know what you're watching. Yeah. yeah but she was feeling real protective yeah, about her friend like, Camilla. Okay, so in 2022, mm-hmm. we need to do this. So, okay. Whatever. But she's also friends, as you said, with Camille. So, Uh, but that now the New York Times has kind of looked at the opposite end of the spectrum, which is, you know, Judy Dench would be maybe like super monarchist, right? She loves the royal family so much. She's all up in them. Besties. Yeah. Mm. The New York Times did a piece watching the crown with Britain's anti-monarchists. They call themselves Republicans. We don't because we've got our own version of that. Not the same thing at all. But just people who don't like the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, good Lord. why? Like, I can see what you're doing here, New York Times. It's fine. It's an experiment. And Alex Marshall wrote a wonderful piece. And if you would like to read it on the New York Times website, please do so. They spoke to two or hung out with two people who don't like the monarchy mm-hmm. and made them watch the crown. And essentially their takeaways were not surprising. It was like, let me guess they're not going to like it. Right. Right. That said, it's not that they like totally rejected it out of hand, but you know, the quotes that they're pulling out of this story are things like, Oh, I feel queasy meaning following watching that or uh, if, and then they joke about like, if I'm going to have to sit through this, I'm going to need to be lubricated, meaning I'm going to need to be drunk, right? Like, if I'm going to put up with this, it doesn't take long for the characters who are playing the non-fictional, fictional versions of these royal family members. Uh-huh. Like, one of the people talks about how she thinks Dominic West is dishy. So, like, Wait, she... what does that mean? Dishy is, like, cute and, oh, okay. you know, like, ooh, he's dish. Yeah, Okay. Mm. And so it's not that they reject it out of hand, but for the most part, they just go back to the obvious, which is they don't like the monarchy. So it shouldn't surprise us that they're not huge fans of a show about the monarchy or at least are very suspect about it. But the thing that's weird about that is like you don't have to like the monarchy. The monarchy exists and has. Yeah. And so you like liking a show about the monarchy does not mean you approve of the monarchy. It just means you are watching a show about a thing that exists. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was my takeaway. And it's interesting because I've watched a lot of this conversation as I'm watching the actual show. And I'm thinking to myself, what is it about this show that you love? Because I am not a huge like fan of the monarchy other than I find them to be historically fascinating and interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so different than anything we've experienced in our own country. We don't have the same institution, right? In fact, we fought a war about it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So I'm, I think I'm like, you know, interested, intrigued, curious in any way, in, in a way that I'm curious about a lot of things. But I'm like, I also just have this reaction while I'm watching the show and I'm seeing all of this response on the interwebs. Like, why can't we just enjoy good storytelling? 
if you like the crown, it doesn't mean you like the monarchy. Right. It means you like good storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that Peter Morgan truly can tell a story and can weave together actual history in a way. And also, what would be wrong watching a show like this that humanizes the characters and actually makes you feel multitude of ways? It doesn't celebrate them like they're not broken people in some ways. Right. You will have a conflicted view. That, to me, is a sign of good storytelling. If you can take these figures and present them in a way that I'm struggling with how I feel about them, mm-hmm. I think that's great storytelling. And I just think that you don't... It it doesn't matter what you think about the royal family for you to enjoy the crown. And so the media needs to kind of like move over to why the show is actually so engrossing. Because... It- in my understanding of the crown from the season that I watched, the full season, um, but but honestly, is like the 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 monarchy is like the mechanism of telling yeah. a story about people and their relationships, right? If it's not the monarchy, then there would be another way of framing the characters. They're humans. They're human very beings. Very unique experiences, and I think that's a story right. worthy of being you know intrigued about, right? But again, I don't think how you feel about the show needs to reflect how you feel about the institution that its uh, that its characters are a part Isn't of. Isn't it? I mean, it is weird. This show has a lot of controversy for being a fictional show. Yeah, it's exactly. so bizarre. When we yeah. come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-backs. after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We are here to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, and we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who is your D-Bag? Jeopardy. I lost on Jeopardy. Why? Is, I thought you loved Jeopardy. I do love Jeopardy, but this was not a good move. Oh, no. What they do. So on Monday, they um, they had a pretty distasteful Jeopardy clue. Ugh. Do you remember, um, if I say the name Gabby Petito, do you remember that name at all? Yeah. And Brian Laundrie? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, so she this was is, murdered. She was murdered by him. Yeah. And then he uh, was kind of on the run for a while. Yeah. And it then was a, like, national manhunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, he, they, he ended up taking his own life and they found him in a remote area where they knew he had gone to go camping. Well, they used that as a mechanism in the clue in a way that wasn't actually really related to the clue. And it was super oh. inappropriate. Okay. Like how so? so this was, um, Okay, so I'll just read I'll just read the clue to you and you'll know what they were getting at, but it and you'll see how gross it All is. Right. The clue was in 2021 fugitive Brian Laundry ended his days in Florida's Myakahatchee Creek area, home to these long and toothy critters. Okay. You right? couldn't come up with right? a better way to get long Thank and toothy. You. Also, what are the long alligators? And oh. So that's the like answer. You couldn't come up with a better way to get people to think of alligators? I that's mean, nasty. It's so gross. And also, this is, I mean, this is that's a nasty. recent event. This happened in 2021. Um, and so many, 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 many people, including the families of Gabby Petito and 
Brian Laundry are calling for in, yeah, an, that's a like public saying, apology. I'm not even going to do it because like the jokes right? write themselves, but I'm not uh, feeling comfortable joking about Mm-mm. things that aren't worth making jokes because that's the joke on Jeopardy. Right. And by that, I mean, that's why they're the D-bag. I just honestly, I, I clicked on it for two re- reasons. Number one, I'm a Jeopardy fan. Number two... You're a sucker for a tabloid headline. Well, I also just watched like a Lifetime movie about this whole incident. Oh, God. I mean, and it is. It's it's terribly tragic. The whole story is. Um, and there were a lot of like missteps along the way because um, they had been pulled over by cops and the cops knew that she was distraught and they had reason to believe that there was yeah. some sort of abuse. I mean, What's they were that like, have to do with alligators again? What? Ex- nothing. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, there is so much about this story that's like kind of unresolved and people are still kind of, you know, it's fresh. And they decided yeah, it doesn't to matter use if it's it. old. It still doesn't it's make true. any sense. Like, um, you know. Uh, thousands of people died uh, drowning in a bunch of cold water after this boat hit something that you put in your glass every day with some water. Ice. What is ice? ice? Like, what well, you couldn't have come up with ice without reminding mm-hmm. us all of the tragedy of the Titanic. Yeah, it's just it's gross, yeah. and I, it's so ill-advised. I don't know how it got through. Yeah, and that's all. Did they apologize? Not yet. I mean, not that I know of. I haven't seen an update. I would apologize to the family. Mm -hmm. That's well. That's who's demanding it. I guess um, specifically the entire laundry family is uh, appalled. That's just so gross. And concurs with all of the comments on social media on how distasteful this was. I believe an apology Mm -hmm. is due, says laundry family attorney Steve Bertolino. Ugh, it's just gross. Who's your D-bag? Haribo. 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 You mean the delightful people who bring you the gummy bears? The gummy bear yeah, maker. What? Das gummy bars. How could they be D-bags? <gasps> well, gummy D-bags. Yeah, they're gummy D-bags in this case because after a guy did something really nice for them, they thanked him in a really sad way. Okay, Uh-oh. so here's the story. A man in Germany by the name of... On our G, I don't know what that means, uh, because they just don't tell you his last name, but first or first initial of his last name is G. So Mr. G was on his way home from visiting his mother when he saw a piece of paper fluttering on the ground. He picked it up and saw that it was a check for $4.8 million. It was actually euros, but the equivalent was about $4.8 million. He just found a check. For $4.8 million. That's insane. Right? It was made out to Haribo from German supermarket chain Reve. There was such a large sum on the check, Mr. G said he couldn't even pronounce the the sum. So he he decided to do what I think any good Samaritan would do or good human. He contacted Haribo and said, hey. uh, I found your really big check. I found a $4.8 million check. And they were like, oh, my God, thank you. Do you know how much we could have been screwed if that check had gotten into the wrong hands? $4.8 million. And then they gave him a very handsome reward. Yes. Thank you, Mr. G. Thank you, sir. Here's a lot of gummy bears and money to uh, say thank you to you. He got a thank you gift box, which included six packs of gummy bears. Stop. Wrong. 
No. He saved them $4.8 million. Now, I guess you could say, like, what's the chance that that check was going to end end up and somebody tried to forge it? I don't know. In this day and age, I'm not going to chance it. So at least we could give the guy maybe, like, I don't know, uh, a few uh, grand or something. I don't yeah, know. Something. But not a box of six bags of candy. As a thank you. Well, more than six bags of candy. They could have thrown in gummy worms, the gummy eggs. Yes. So many options. The gummy root beer they bottles. They could have given him, given him gummies Coke, for life. The gummy Coke bottles. Mm-hmm. Alligators, cherries. There's all sorts of gummy. He Could they have given him a gummy check? No. They didn't. They gave him six bags of gummy bears and said thanks. And he was like, well, it was probably Danka because German. Um, however, in English, he later told uh, the German newspaper Bild. That uh, I, I thought it, I just love the Germans. I thought it was a bit cheap. Just like, say it, honey, <laughs> because it is. <laughs> and he we would agree, be right sir. because yes. truly that is a bit cheap for mm-hmm. a man who saved four point eight million dollars from the German bank knocking or the German uh, candy maker getting into wrong, the wrong hands. They could have um, given him a giant novelty <laughs> gummy, gummy check. Bear. Well, no, the big, the big gummy bears. Yeah, yes. they could have just not on that yeah. for like a, a good month. Or one of those gummy, get dusty and hard. Gummy snakes that are like, you know, the size of like a person. An actual snake. Um, I have another question that you may not have the answer to. Was there any explanation of why there was just a $4.8 million check flying around? No. Mm-mm. They just said that uh, since the check had crossed, only the company could have redeemed it anyway. So they were like, yeah, it's not like anybody would have gotten, you know. Yeah, but he was thoughtful about it. I know. Yeah. And he thought he was doing them a favor, which he was, obviously. But still, six bags of candy. That's so gross. Just from a PR perspective. Well, now it's a I, missed opportunity. Like, I hope they see that and go, whoops. Yeah, das whoops. That was just <laughs> your appetizer. Wait till you see what else we've got for you. Yeah. Oh, that was just a warm up. Yeah, we were just Here's like, your brand new car. We were just doing that really quickly, but made of gummy. Das oh. Auto. A gummy car. Yeah. Gummy car. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. That would like be kind of cool. Yeah. Gummy you Volkswagen. You don't want to drive that thing, though. It's not fun to eat. No. You'd be safe in it, though. You hit something. <sighs> Boy, 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 boy. Farfignugan. Yeah. Wasn't that a candy? Or a no, that was the... novelty? No, that was the Volkswagen. That was the Volkswagen oh, that, slogan. What am I thinking of? Farfignugan is uh, Frusjenglaja. Far, far, yes. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That no. was American. That was fake. Farfignugan <laughs> was the... Was, was it the joy of... Yeah, the joy of farting. Riding? Yes. The joy of farting. Uh-huh. Yes. We all passed the German test. Thank you. Das gut. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, yesterday you brought a D-bag to the table by the name of Candace, Candace Cameron. Candace. Well, there is more to the story now because time has passed and other people have reacted to the things she said that made her your D-bag yesterday. I will update you Fabulous. on the entire cast of Full House Great. and JoJo Siwa when oh. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, remember yesterday? Mm-hmm. Most of it. Do you remember the part? Did you know that Paul Haggis... I do remember that. Okay, listen to the podcast. Um, No, this has nothing to do with Paul Haggis. This has to do with uh, Candace Cameron Bure, who you made 
the D bag yesterday. I did well, and the the GAF or whatever it's called, GAF, GAF. the network, because the guy who runs that network said something really not good. It was just, and it it punched down. It yeah, was it, it did not it was, make me happy. And it was same gross. with Candace. She didn't need to, you know. Well, guess what? You you well, you weren't alone yesterday, and you're certainly not alone today. Uh, but one voice has joined uh, the chorus, and that is the voice of JoJo Siwa. You know that voice? Oh, of course it's, I do. Oh, sounds like my this. God! Oh my God! Well, and she has tussled with Candace on social before, so that doesn't surprise me. What she's saying. Well, that's actually interesting because that is context for what she's saying. Okay. Is the fact that earlier, and this just happened just a couple months ago, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, she had been asked in a TikTok, like, who the rudest celebrity was. Mm. And she said Candace Cameron mm-hmm. Bure. She didn't like that much. And Candace mm-hmm. Cameron Bure. Which I don't blame her. I mean, somebody calls you out like that, you're going to respond. Right. And she was like, I can't believe you said that about me. And then she called her. Well, then- she also shamed her. And by shame, I mean she called her out for her behavior. That mm-hmm. is JoJo's, who, by the way, at the time was a child. So that it 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 came across like you could understand why Candace was put out, and she had to say something, but she didn't need to like be like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to patronize you now, child." Mm-hmm. Well, they somehow squashed it. They okay. must have talked. All was well. It was squashed all great. Beef. But then uh, I think that it's now rebeef because um, Jojo Siwa took to her own Instagram after Candace Cameron Bure made the comments that she did about. Do you want to just say what they are? Because I think the audience who doesn't have the context might wonder what she actually said. Yeah, and and I don't have it exactly right in front of me, but she basically, uh, so she is, she left Hallmark for Great American Family, which we call GAF. and she was talking about the kind of programming that they will have on Great American Family. And the way that she said it was something along the lines of it will depict traditional American. It's going to focus on traditional focus family on- or excuse me, traditional marriage. And then yes. the guy who runs the place said, yeah, uh, and we're aware of the trends right now, but uh, we're not necessarily uh, committing to doing any of that. Right. Which was code for, like, I don't even think that's a dog whistle. That's just like, we ain't doing the gay thing. Right. Well, this is what JoJo Siwa had to say. She said, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she, meaning Candace Cameron Bure, would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. Um, So that's what she posted on Instagram. And then a very important name showed up in the comments. And that was the name Jody Sweeten. Oh, yeah, from Full House. Oh, Stephanie Tanner. She said, how rude. Oh, yeah. She did not actually say that. She said, that would have been perfect. It would have been great. I don't know why she didn't, but what she did say to JoJo Siwa is, you know, I love you, which is, kind. I'm like, kind of here for this, like, backhanded, like. Well, it tells you everything you need to know. I mean, you know, look, whatever drama everybody wants to get in on it go for it but i will say that the the thing that struck me most about this story is i am here for jojo siwa how old is jojo again with she's the bobo like 20 i think she's like 19 i was gonna say i don't even think she's 20 yet but okay. she yeah. for being her age is such 
such an important voice, and it is so meaningful that someone like JoJo Siwa feels empowered. This is like the flip side of the problem with child stars. Like, this is the benefit of having someone who's been given such a strong sense of self since they were a child and feels empowered to share their sense of self with the world that she does not feel in any way silent in the face of something she disagrees with, that she would stand up to a voice like Candace Cameron Bure and feel perfectly comfortable sharing her her voice. I think that's um, like that I want to honor first and foremost, mm-hmm. because that Candace would have said those things, not surprising to me at all. The world likes to divide and conquer and, you know, whatever. I, like, I don't even want to go there. But but the fact that Jojo was so confident in her voice, that will help. Mm hmm people who listen to her not people like me right who've already lived a life and had some experience and will be fine regardless of what candace cameron brewery says but the people who look up to candace cameron mm-hmm. but who are also not like her right right specifically lgbtq plus people right and i don't mean to i mean i listen i i just can only i have like empathy for how jojo siwa feels when she had a very public, you know, she said something publicly about Candace Cameron Bure, and it felt very important for Candace Cameron Bure to squash that tension, but then feels perfectly free and comfortable saying something that might hurt and offend Jojo Siwa. You know, and I'm not, it's not person, like, I'm not saying that it was just about Jojo. I'm just saying I can imagine from Jojo's perspective that would be extremely frustrating and that she would you know react in the way that she did which was as you said a very important public reaction to have because she has such a valuable voice yeah the other thing we uh learned or at least didn't remember to talk about yesterday when we talked about this story is who else is in like went over to great american family alongside Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah, so I saw this yesterday because a listener sent this clip to me from Good American Family. Is that what it's called? Great. GF, great I'm sorry. Great American Family Insurance. It just it just sounds like an insurance company to me. Anyway, they apparently have cut a promo with Candace and Lori Laughlin and also the other one. Andrea Barber. Bar- 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 Barber? Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler. The three of them have reunited over at that network. And I I didn't know about Kimmy Gibbler. And I don't know where she's at in life. And good luck to her. And I'm glad she has a job. And we should all be gainfully employed and doing the things that we love. And who am I to say that she shouldn't? However, when I saw Lori Laughlin, I was like, um, okay. Family values. Fam- okay. Really? Anyone? Lori Laughlin right now. So I, I was kind of shocked by that development because it just. Um, the, you're not going to see JoJo, but you're going to see Lori. It is sort of interesting, right? Like there's like a tacit a approval for the illegal acts that. I mean, Lori look, Redemption is did. a powerful thing. But. <laughs> I just don't think that's what that's about. Mm-mm. But I can hear the stories already. And I just thought Lori Laughlin, like, of course she's going to show up over there because A, they need people. Because mm-hmm. I will just say this network is getting off the ground or this outfit. And I don't blame them for like casting around. It makes perfect sense that Lori would jump over there. Right. And this used to be 
great American country. GAC. Oh, this is mm-hmm. GAC? This is yeah. the same thing, but they're going through a rebrand. And now they're GAF. And now they're GAF, Great American Maybe they should have thought that one all the way through. I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying, not saying. I'm just saying. And again, I, uh, the thing that bugs me is when, like, if you have to be successful by punching down, I don't think that's a winning strategy for your business or your career in the case of Candace Cameron. Mm-hmm. I think good luck to you. And I know the world is ripe and uh, filled with people who do make success or a certain amount off of that behavior. I don't think that's lasting. And if you are trying to profess that you're doing things differently than a lot of other companies are doing, mm-hmm. or that's your brand, mm-hmm. I got news for you. That ain't a, that's, that's contrary to your brand. Yeah. It's, Which it's, is unfortunate yeah. because, because like if you want to have like good American family, whatever that is, uh, holiday movies, go well, for it. I, yeah, even if I, they're I, religious, like if you want to be like super duper religious, right. right? Which I mean, she has said, uh, yeah. But then I don't even. We could go down a whole different road, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not in the right car for that um, right now. But I just there's this is all very expected i think from candace cameron bure and at the same time to your point go to a new place make new fluffy movies that are fun to watch great but you don't have to tear yes, other people exactly. down to do that exactly and you don't have to i just i and i can already hear and i'm sorry but this it just hits a little too close to home it's just frustrating that you can already hear the pushback then, like, oh, she's mm-hmm. now being attacked. And it's like, well, she said something that upset people. Mm-hmm. And you may think it's not, it's just a value that's generic out here in the world. But to JoJo Siwa's point, There's that is actually a feeling that yeah. people feel yeah. when they feel like they're being excluded from something. Yeah. And it's not that you have to even include them, but maybe just don't go after them in selling it, what it is you're doing. Right. To the people, because if that's your audience, that again, that's going to be a shrinking audience, man. Right. Right. Like she may have said it in a or may have thought she said it in a a gentle, non-inflammatory way. But it doesn't matter because the 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 sentiment is still there. If somebody's telling you. Yeah. It's still there. Exactly. Precisely. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we have. Uh, do we have a question yeah, for people? What's absolutely. that question again? The question is, who do you want to be oh, in a holiday movie yes. with? So you get to be in your own holiday movie. This is not about Candace, I promise, or Lori Loughlin or any of those individuals. Not even JoJo Siwa. It's about somebody who's in a movie with Lindsay Lohan. Mm. And so I thought, you know what? We could all be in a holiday movie. So if you were cast in a holiday film, what celebrity would you want to be cast in that film with? 651 641 1071 will do holiday movie casting after this.